You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. We begin with breaking news. A major service disruption right now at the Waterfront SkyTrain station due to a police incident. Currently, there is no SkyTrain service in or out of the station. Passengers are being directed to Granville Station as officers, including a canine unit, deal with a suspicious package found on a SkyTrain car. Now, this affects both the Expo and Canada lines, as well as CBUS service. We'll have more on this incident as more information becomes available. An update now on a story we first told you about last night, the recall of a popular sleep aid called U-Dream. It's marketed as a natural sleep remedy. Both Health Canada and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration have called the BC-made product after it recalled the product after it was found to contain a substance similar to a prescription sleep medication. Well, tonight we're hearing from people who say they had adverse reactions to taking the product. Paul Johnson has our top story. I heard that it was amazing. Who doesn't want a good night's sleep? After they lost their son this year, Belinda Ruckman went looking for an effective sleep aid for her husband, Jim. Dream looked like the perfect solution, highly touted for its effectiveness and advertised as containing only traditional Eastern medicinal herbs like passionflower and jujube. Jim started taking it. It made me sleep. Like, I, I slept six hours the first night I took it. But was there something else in Dream that made it work so well? Friday came the bombshell from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, who said after laboratory analysis, they confirmed that the Dream they tested contains a substance structurally similar to Zoplicone and Zoplicone, which are powerful prescription-only sleeping pills. Jim took it for about 10 days. A Vancouver-based psychiatrist told Global News these medications have significant risks, including addiction, potentially lethal drug interactions, and impairment of cognitive and motor function. Belinda says she bought the Udream here at the Whole Foods in Burnaby. Udream had been available in many stores and pharmacies. The only challenge in getting it, it was so popular, it was hard for them to keep in stock. None of the retailers that sold Dream nor Health Canada have said anything about how this was able to slip past them. And the family-owned company that makes it, BC-based Biotrade, say they're as mystified as everyone else. So what we're doing right now is investigating exhaustively to try and answer that question to our own satisfaction so that we can take corrective action. They're playing these, these word games and they're not being transparent. Belinda isn't buying that explanation. Jim, who they say had no history of heart problems, had a near-fatal heart attack the last night he took Dream. They say his doctors were concerned about what exactly was in it. Jim believes it caused his heart attack. How's your life been since then? Pretty tough. In Burnaby, Paul Johnson, Global News. Some travel advisories are being lifted for major routes across the province after a major snowstorm dumped heavy snow over the past few days. 
Conditions have been treacherous across parts of B.C. Up to 103 centimeters of snow has fallen at higher elevations. Several accidents have been reported, one of them fatal. Winter storm warnings have been in effect for some highways, including a section of the Coquihalla and Highway 3 between Princeton and Hope. Travelers have been urged to consider alternative plans. Now, if you have to travel these routes, the advice has been wait until tomorrow. Meteorologist Yvonne Schell joins us now. Yvonne, does that advice still hold up? Yes, absolutely. We are seeing the snow easing off from many of the mountain passes, but we still have a winter storm warning along the Kootenai. First off, some of the impressive numbers. It's all courtesy of an atmospheric river that stalled over the area. And yes, we had upwards of 100 centimeters of snowfall for the Alliston Pass, Rogers Pass, closer to 40 centimeters, and areas near the Panas Summit at 30 centimeters. So it's the Kootenai Pass, though, that we still have additional amounts. Here's a current shot of what it looks like. Please check Drive BC before you head out on the roadways. We have an additional 10 and up to to 15 centimeters through the day tomorrow, 4 and 8. The snow is going to taper off towards the afternoon. It'll be a much drier day. A nice clearing is on the way. Colleen? All right. Thanks, Yvonne. A good Samaritan made the wait a bit easier for some drivers stranded by the snow last night. The mystery man showed up at the A&W in Princeton and bought $200 worth of food for truckers who were camped out in the parking lot waiting for Highway 3 to reopen. It really made a huge impact, and a lot of the other drivers that I talked to there were, like, just blown away. So, because, I mean, it's, you know, what what is it, $10, $13 a meal, but, you know, that was just, like, a really nice gesture. It was really awesome. In the Fraser Valley, investigators will return to the scene of a devastating fire on Monday. It began at a lumber yard and door manufacturing business in Chilliwack yesterday afternoon. And as Nadia Stewart reports, both have been left in ruins. It was a roaring fire that caught everyone off guard. I look further and I go like, oh no, oh no, we got real trouble. And the smoke and the fire was just shooting everywhere. Friday afternoon at around 2.30, this was the scene on Better Road in Chilliwack. A customer alerting staff inside Windsor Plywood to a fire in the lumber storage area. And with so much fuel to keep it going. Oh, it was huge. Oh, huge. This fire grew quickly to a second alarm. At the height of it all, there were about 50 firefighters on scene. Fire in a lumber yard. Um, does create problems because it does have a very high fuel load and a fuel load that's ready for ignition. No one was injured in Friday's fire. The big question now, though, is what caused it? That is still under investigation. An excavator was brought in to carefully open up the building, allowing crews to re-enter the site, quelling the fire and tackling hotspots. Folks who live in the area returned Saturday, taking stock of the damage. Well, you can see from all the way down. The lumber supply building and uh, the attached building to it is the write-off. Both businesses are lost. Investigators will be back on scene Monday looking to determine the cause. Nadia Stork, Global News. 25 firefighters tried to stop the flames that engulfed a family home in Maple Ridge last night. The fire broke out at the house in the 10900 block of 241st Street at about 10 o'clock. Crews got it under control by midnight, but the home is destroyed. Fortunately, the family of five was able to make it out, but one daughter broke her arm in the panic to get out. And they have insurance, and the fire department says another family will take them in temporarily. No word yet on the cause of the fire. First time the 
pardon me, BC firefighters are among the dozens of Canadians who have joined the massive campaign to try to contain the wildfires devastating Australia. It's the first time the Australian government has officially asked Canada to send help, but as Kristen Robinson tells us, it's just part of the ongoing alliance between BC and Aussie fire crews. As 100 fires rage across New South Wales, Australia's most populous state paralyzed by catastrophic conditions amid scorching temperatures. But Canada is en route to help. Tell me where, where you are from, which province? They from Newfoundland all the way to BC. The second Canadian contingent to Down Under, including six staff from the BC Wildfire Service, arriving in Sydney. Earlier this month, BC sent seven personnel to New South Wales after the Australian government asked Canada to send help for the first time ever. It's a very dire situation for them at this stage, and it's only the first day of summer, so their fire season officially is just starting. Well, it's quite devastating, to be honest with you, so we're just happy to be here to assist. At least six killed as the flames consume nearly three million hectares. Two firefighters among the dead, 800 homes destroyed. A huge wall of flames just came. I had to hide behind the corner as it was coming. I'm willing to help wherever you guys need me. The 51 Canadians on the ground will join thousands of firefighters facing a triple threat. High winds, low humidity and erratic flames. Pretty excited to be able to come and help. We had uh, the Aussies in my area in 2015, so we're really happy to be able to return the favour. When wildfires ravaged BC in 2017 and 2018, Aussie fire crews answered the call from the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre. Now it's time to reciprocate. Another 18 specialists from across Canada set to depart in late December, providing relief on the front lines of the disaster down under. Kristen Robinson, Global News. A frightening ordeal for a driver and residents of a home in North Delta. During the noon hour, a driver lost control of their vehicle and hit a tree at Barrymore and Monroe. That caused the tree to crash into the front door of a house. The driver suffered minor injuries. No word on what started the chain of events, but police say impairment is not suspected. ICBC is apologizing for claims the corporation made against a fallen BC RCMP officer. West Shore RCMP Constable Sarah Beckett was killed by a drunk driver in 2016 while on duty. Kenneth Fenton was sentenced to four years in prison for the crash. In March of last year, the Attorney General of Canada filed a civil claim against Fenton, seeking damages for the destruction of Beckett's police cruiser. But in May, ICBC denied the claims and listed more than a dozen supposed failures on Beckett's part, claiming her negligence led to the drunk driving crash that killed her. In a statement, a spokesperson for ICBC apologized for the language used in the legal filing, saying... Clearly, the decision to suggest Constable Beckett was liable for this collision in the initial legal documents was a mistake, and we are taking immediate steps to fix this era. error. A man who targeted dozens of B.C. women with creepy phone calls has been found guilty of sexually assaulting an elderly woman last summer. 34-year-old Joel Perry was sentenced to 90 days in jail and two years probation in Nanaimo court this week for sexually assaulting the senior while she walked her dog in Qualicum Beach in August. Police say the suspect called out to the woman while masturbating in the woods, then grabbed her breasts from behind before fleeing on foot. 
In March, Perry was handed an 18-month conditional sentence after pleading guilty to 32 charges for threatening and harassing phone calls made to women around B.C. Burnaby RCMP are investigating after an alleged paid test taker was caught at SFU. Police confirm a 26-year-old woman was arrested December 12th after reports a forged document was used to take an exam for another student. The university registrar notified students Tuesday that a woman's attempt to impersonate a student as a paid test writer was intercepted. The student, who allegedly hired the woman to cheat for her, was also arrested. SFU expects charges will be laid. Last week, we told you about the nine-year-old Surrey boy who was bullied because he was growing out his hair for charity. Tonight, Carson cut his campaign short by cutting his hair short. But as Jill Bennett reports, he's been overwhelmed by an outpouring of support. Ow, oh, that hurts. Does it? Yeah, my hair is thick. And with a few swift cuts, more than two years of growing hair comes to an end. All right. A few months sooner than originally planned, nine-year-old Carson was growing his hair to donate it in May for the annual Balding for Dollars event, raising money for BC Children's Hospital. Let's hear it, guys. And it starts right now. But as his hair got longer, he started to get bullied at school. Some kids called him Caitlin. Others said he looked like a girl. I told them that I'm a boy and I was telling them to stop. They wouldn't stop, but so I would just not even like listen to them. Carson says he didn't like that his mom and dad were upset about him being bullied, so he decided to cut his hair now rather than wait. The response has been overwhelming. Parents of some of the kids at the school that were bugging him that have come to say, hey, you know, we didn't realize that our child was doing this. The kids have written him apology notes. One little girl even is donating her birthday money. It's an emotional day for Carson's mom, watching as the hair comes off. It will still be donated to Balding for Dollars. In fact, Carson has such thick hair they were able to take way more than the average, 15 ponytails, almost enough to make an entire wig. Oh, I'm so proud of you, man. We hear about a lot of stories where it's a family or a friend that their you know, friend has cancer and they want to do this for them, but to hear about somebody who just you know, thought of this out of the blue and, and wants to help, I mean, that's just like extending our community even bigger. And I, yeah, it's amazing. There's a check. <laughs> Thank for you. you for $1,200. Wow. Donations have been steadily coming in since people started hearing about Carson's story. He still has a goal of raising $20,000 before May. And as his hair grows back, he says he just might do it all over again. My brand new boy. <laughs> it feels weird. Jill Bennett, Global News. Well, it's the last shopping weekend before Christmas and holiday thieves are hard at work. As shoppers race to finish their gift buying, criminals are scouring parking lots looking for easy targets. On Thursday, Burnaby RCMP community response team officers busted two suspects minutes after a car was broken into at Metrotown. Fortunately, the Christmas gifts were recovered, but police say it's another reminder not to leave anything in your vehicle. Members of B.C.'s labor movement spent the day in Vancouver putting together 1,600 holiday hampers and toys for the 25th annual Labor Community Christmas Dinners. They'll be served to those in need on December 23rd and 24th. After a turkey meal with all the trimmings, every family will receive a hamper of food, clothes and toys for kids. Carolers. 
Cares and Care Packages today in Vancouver's Oppenheimer Park, a place in dire need of holiday cheer. Volunteers gave out sandwiches, snacks and warm socks to people living in the tent city. So far this year, there have been at least 10 shootings in and near the park, but there's no sign the encampment will be cleared anytime soon. I, I, know, I know a lot of bad things have happened in this park and we wanted to give something great and I think all of this shows that, you know, we want to help. At a Walmart in Red Deer, Alberta, has left one man dead and the store's staff shaken. Police say a 69-year-old man was shot in the front entrance of the store in the city's south end. He was rushed to hospital but later died. They say this was a targeted shooting and that there is no further danger to the general public. But for people inside the store, the situation was terrifying. They came on the PA and locked down the store. Uh, said that we wouldn't be able to get to our cars and that they'd be arranging buses. And the staff was really polite and helpful. They let us use their phone. They um, gave us water to drink. Very, very nice people. We were just getting out of Walmart there and uh, a guard pulled me aside. He had like a big like M4 or something. And he said, he was just like, get back in. Don't look out the windows. Police believe there was just one shooter, but are looking for two vehicles of interest that were spotted leaving the scene. Fire crews in New Brunswick spent much of the day battling a major fire at a tire recycling facility. Thick black smoke can be seen in the sky above the village of Minto, about 50 kilometers east of Fredericton. An air quality advisory has been issued, urging residents to stay indoors. At least 15 different fire departments are fighting the stubborn flames. The tires could continue burning for days or even weeks. A frightening incident for anyone on board a freight train in Virginia that derailed. It was crossing the Potomac River when it went off the tracks, two cars plunging into the water. So far, there are no reports of any injuries. Officials say the train was headed out of Virginia when part of the bridge collapsed. In something like a scene out of the Wild West, a store owner in California survived a deadly gunfight with three robbers. Police say three men entered the store demanding money. Shots were exchanged between the suspects and the owner. Two of the suspects were shot and later died. A third suspect is on the run. The owner wasn't injured in the gunfight. A 10-year-old boy in Hamilton is thanking his best friend for saving his life when he fell into frigid water. As Global's Albert Dell'Italia reports, quick thinking and quick action made all the difference. This dock near the Hamilton Bay Sailing Club could have been the site of tragedy Thursday. But thanks to the actions of one boy, some are instead calling what happened a miracle. I thought that my friend just fell in. I need to help him as fast as I can so he doesn't get frostbite. 10-year-old Alex Neto jumped into action when his friend Lucas Snelling found himself in the icy water. It was really, really, really cold. The two boys are playing on this dock at about 4.30 when Lucas fell through the ice. He grabbed onto the dock right here. Alex held his hand until help arrived. Have about one minute to get control of your breathing and try and remain calm. Police are crediting Alex's decision to hold onto Lucas's hand while not going into the water himself for keeping both of them safe. The cold water and the ice can be extremely hazardous and uh, fortunately we're not having a, a tragedy we're talking about today. 
Police say it's too early in the season for any activities out on the ice. If someone does fall in, they say call 911 and avoid direct contact. If possible, use something uh, like a long stick or pole or anything that can help you reach towards them or you could throw towards them like a rope or a pizza hose. Meantime, the chilling experience has brought these two friends even closer together. Not friends anymore, we're brothers now. I love him like a brother and... Albert Delatala, Global News. Fabulous. Police in Massachusetts caught an unusual larceny on camera right in their own police station. The thief? This guy, yeah, a service dog named Ben. The golden retriever decided to take toys the officers had collected for charity and hoard them under a desk. The lesson here? Keep the door closed and keep the toys elevated. An internal investigation into the crime is pretty much closed at this point, considering the suspect was caught in the act, red pod, and the slobber on the toys matched that of service dog Ben. Just because they're in outer space doesn't mean astronauts aren't celebrating Christmas. The stockings were floated by the chimney with care. A little weightless fun on the ISS. Instead of turkey, these astronauts got smoked salmon and fruitcake. The crew also enjoyed some hot chocolate and apple cider by blowing bubbles of it into the air and then drinking them. Fun. In Health Matters tonight, with many B.C. families now enjoying the holidays and most doctor's offices closed, emergency departments at hospitals right across B.C. end up dealing with an overflow of patients. So medical staff at B.C. Children's Hospital are reminding parents about knowing when it's time to seek emergency treatment. Sometimes your child's illness could be treated at a family practice office, a walk-in clinic, or one of the city's new urgent primary care centers. Alternatively, you can also call HealthLink BC if your child is not seriously ill um, by dialing 811 and receiving immediate medical advice. The reasons that you should seek emergency care would be things like if your child is having difficulty breathing. You're watching Global News Hour at 6. We have an update on some breaking news, a suspicious package scare that has shut down Vancouver's busiest transit hub. If you need the train, please go to Burrard Station. It is running from there. There is no SkyTrain or Canada Line or C-Bus service to and from Waterfront Station right now. It has been closed since about 4.30 this afternoon when transit police say a suspicious package was found on board a SkyTrain car. Thousands of transit users are being redirected to other downtown stations. I'm supposed to get to the airport for a flight, so I don't know now how I'm going to get there, but I guess I'm going to have to find another train station to get to the airport. No word on when the situation might be resolved, but we will keep you posted. An Okanagan winery's attempt at interactive marketing through augmented reality. We'll have that story for you right after Yvonne's forecast. And Yvonne, I'm... I know there are a lot of people who are driving through the interior who think their reality has been augmented right now. So snowy still. Absolutely. A copious amounts of snow. We're still tracking it, especially if you're traveling along the Kootenai Pass this evening. And then there is a nice break and it'll be much needed for tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the better day if you're traveling along any of the mountain passes. What we're seeing along the south coast right now, a few isolated showers across the island. We'll see that for Metro Vancouver. If we do see any moisture, it'll be fairly light this evening and it'll ease off, especially overnight. 
Here's a glance, a beautiful shot overlooking Science World in BC Place this evening. Temperatures of the airport are sitting at 6 with an easterly wind at 17 kilometers per hour. A glance at a few of the numbers or what we're going to track, especially late this evening and overnight. Tomorrow morning, dry for most areas, but it is going to be chilly as we start off at 2. It's really along the island that we'll be seeing a few isolated showers and by the afternoon, pleasant with a high of 7 and a mix of sun and cloud. A few of the numbers once again, so upwards of 100 centimeters for the Allison Pass. We had lesser amounts for the Coquihal, and that was from Merritt to Kamloops, 10 and up to 22 centimeters. Kelowna, between 9 and up to 15. West Columbia, 16 and between up to 40 centimeters. We also had a significant amount of rain. Hope area, 85 to 110. Agassiz and Cultus Lake with over 100 millimeters. Morrissey, that's in the Elk Valley, and Chilliwack with record-breaking amounts with over 100 millimeters. Here's a current look of what it looks like, what we're seeing on the Coquihalla. Again, check drivebc.ca before you head out on any of the mountain passes. Rogers Pass, snow covered. You're advised if you can hold off today, tomorrow it'll start to improve. And the Kootenai Pass, that's the concern where we've got a winter storm warning still in effect. 10 and up to 15 centimeters tonight, an additional 4 and 8 centimeters tomorrow. The bulk of the snow is really going to start to ease off, and that'll be by the afternoon, and the Kootenai Pass will still be a concern. Here's what we're seeing by tomorrow morning, so a few isolated showers. Whistler mainly cloudy, a chance for flurries earlier on in the morning. And then late in the day towards the evening, across the interior southern areas, could see some flurries popping up, and two and up to four centimeters of snowfall. It eases and a break on Monday through the day. For the piece, morning fog patches, partly cloudy for the afternoon. Highs closer to minus 15. Whitehorse, very chilly with the wind chill, feeling closer to minus 21. Northern areas for the coast, will we see showers, rainfall and heavy at times for Monday, unsettled over the next three. Caribou and central interior morning fog patches, a few breaks by the afternoon. Columbia and Kootenai will see the snow level lowering to 800 meters overnight, 900 through the day tomorrow. Most areas, there is a fair bit of cloud cover, a few breaks, and the tops in Okanagan. It's Sunday night, tomorrow, two and up to four centimeters of snowfall pushing in across the area and rebounding on Monday. Whistler will see a few flurries just for the morning, much drier for the afternoon and the island, especially for the northern and central half. A chance of showers will be for the morning. Five-day forecast as we're leading up into Christmas Day. We are going to see a nice bright spot for tomorrow. The rain moves in so far Monday into Tuesday. You know what, Colleen, this is still a few days out. We may see some cloud cover. It'll be good, though, if you're doing any commuting. It looks like we'll just be tracking some rainfall. A few flurries may be popping up on our Boxing Day, so check back in. Back to you. Okay, you could hear the disappointment in my voice. No white snow, no white Christmas. (laughs) Thanks, Yvonne. Wineries these days come up with some pretty creative labels for their products, but one Okanagan vintner has taken that creativity to the next level. As Jules Knox explains, the wine itself may alter your reality, but the labels will augment it. Winery and vineyard, making pickup lines great again. Wine and cheese have long been a natural pairing, but a new wine label is bringing its own cheese through its pickup lines, and they're accessed through augmented reality. Augmented reality is basically a living label. So the label comes to life right before your eyes. You just need to download the app, choose your wine, and then center the wine label in the middle of the camera, and a man and woman will spring up and start talking. Would you like a raisin? No? How about a date? 
pickup lines are a little bit cheesy, but they're fun. They're a great way to break the ice if you're trying to meet a new special somebody. Um, the pickup lines are gender neutral, so men and women can, can use the lines. I would put you and I together. A team at Kelowna's Czech Creative designing the augmented reality label, including the animations. It's an exciting time when you have an opportunity to tell your story in a number of different mediums, and we're going to see some really excited stuff uh, coming into the marketplace with augmented reality everywhere. Winery president Jennifer Turden Mulgat says the View is the first Canadian winemaker to launch an augmented reality label. It's taken about eight months uh, for us to develop the technology here in Canada. There is a lot of variables, a lot of issues to overcome, right down to the curvature of the bottle, uh, shadowing. Melon, lychee. The talking label also offering some tasting notes. I thought it was awesome. I mean, you walk around the liquor store and you're like, no idea. That is just going to make life so much easier. As for the pickup lines, people largely agree that just like the wine, they're tasteful. Beautiful tropical aromas in this Jules Knox, Global News, Kelowna. Okay, how much should you spend on holiday gifts this season? Well, a new online calculator will figure it all out for you. The Christmas Cost Control Calculator on Finder.com allows you to input your annual income, the number of people you're buying for, and something called holly jolly justice. You see, you can deduct points for every time someone was naughty. Did someone forget your birthday this year? Well, minus 5%. Did your friend spoil Game of Thrones ending for you? Well, that's a deduction as well. The list of naughty and nice goes on and on. Everyone's got you know, different spending habits, and uh, but the, the, point, the point of that tool is to you know, a fun way for people to really start thinking about their spending. Uh, in saying that, we do think it's a, it's a pretty fair assessment of what people are spending on, on their friends and family each year. Putting the vindictive back into Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Charlie Brown was concerned about yeah. so many years ago, that it's the commercialization. It's not the uh, you know, family. It's not the yeah. spirit, no. Exactly. Oh, how spirited is sports tonight? Uh, well, it should be a good one tonight. Yeah. Uh, anytime Penguins are in town. I mean, Sidney Crosby's uh, injured, so he's not playing with Pittsburgh with uh, Malkin. have played very well lately. Canucks. Got some injury updates. We knew injuries would be such a key factor for this mm. team this year. Some, uh, certainly some bad news, but maybe some encouraging stuff, too. Barry's here with uh, everything you ever wanted to know about the Canucks these days. Mm -hmm. At least in what I can say in 20 seconds. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Colleen. <laughs> Uh, well, bad news and encouraging news on the Canucks injury front today. The bad news concerns forward Josh Lebo. That was the look on his face when he found out he's going to miss the next two to three months oh. recovering from a broken kneecap. It oh. happened the other night against Vegas. Hard to believe no penalty called here. Hit from behind. Hammered his kneecap into the boards. I uh, was having such a good year. Seven goals, 12 assists in 36 games. Best case scenario back late February, but it may be late March until he returns, and that will affect the Canucks' scoring depth. Now, since Lebo's out, Louis Erickson gets back in the lineup tonight against the Penguins and uh, taking Lebo's spot on Bo Horvat's line. Alex Edler and Thatcher Demko both skated with the team this morning. That is certainly encouraging, but neither will dress tonight. Brandon Sutter won't play until after the Christmas break. More injury woes for him. He's got an upper body ailment now. The Canucks hope to build off that overtime win over Vegas on Thursday night. I like that we responded with a hard-fought win. I thought our compete level was a lot higher last game against a really good hockey team that is feeling good about themselves. Um, 
And tonight we're playing a team that's feeling good about themselves. We've got to come, come out with another good effort. Every point does matter right now. Uh, you know, the difference between a win here, win, you know, a couple wins over the last few weeks is, is big. But, you know, we're not the only team saying that in the league. Uh, you know, there's probably 15 teams that say the same thing. NHL tonight, Oilers and Habs. Edmonton has lost six of seven, but a bright start. McDavid and Dreisaitl together again after being split up last night in the loss to Pittsburgh, and it took them about a minute to get a goal. Beautiful pass from McDavid to Dreisaitl for his 22nd. Now tied at two. Dreisaitl, quick pass to McDavid, who hits warp speed after about two strides. Another wow goal by McDavid, his 21st. 3-2 Oilers after two, but early third. The Canadians tied, and this one is pretty too. Max Domi got the overtime winner in Calgary the other night. Look at that solo dash. That's just his eighth. He's a talented young man. 3-3, but the Oilers get it back. Two-on-one break. Josh Archibald to Riley Sheehan. The former Red Wing beats Carey Price. 4-3 Oilers very late in the third. Jets and Wild from Minnesota. Blake Wheeler. And the Jets have the most points of any Canadian team. That's a surprise considering all the defensemen they lost in the offseason. Wheeler scoring shorthanded past Alex Daylock to make it 1-0. And then in the second, Patrick Lyonnais. Nice little move here to get the shot. Beats Staylock, but really he had no chance. That went off a skate and in past the Minnesota keeper. Made it 3-0. And then on the power play, Blake Wheeler. Perfect feed in the wheelhouse of Lion A, who powders it past Staylock for his 13th as the Jets shut out the Wild. 6-0. Soccer now, English uh, Premiership, third place Manchester City, hosting second place Leicester City. Leicester to get on the board first. Jamie Vardy using that speed. Chips it over Man City goalkeeper Ederson. Vardy's league-leading 17th goal made it 1-0 Foxes, but City equalized. And then Raheem Sterling gets taken down in the box. That's a penalty. And Ilke Gundogan from the spot will hammer it in. 2-1 City at the half. And then they will seal it in the 69th. Kevin De Bruyne does all the heavy lifting here. Great speed. And then a perfect ball across to Gabriel Jesus, who stretches for the finish. 3-1 Man City wins, still in third, but just a point behind Leicester City. Liverpool not playing domestic league. They were in Qatar for the FIFA Club World Cup Championship, taking on Brazilian side Flamengo. No goals into extra time, and then in the 99th, Sadio Mane makes a fantastic play. Great awareness to find Roberto Firmino, and the Brazilian burns his Brazilian opponent. Liverpool are club champions of the world, beating Flamengo 1-0 in extra time. Welcome back. The Seahawks are down to their final two games of the regular season. Both will be at home tomorrow against Arizona, then next Sunday against San Francisco. No matter what happens this weekend, the NFC West title will be on the line when the Niners and Seahawks meet. But if Seattle sweeps both games, they have a good chance of being the number one seed in the NFC. Here's Chanel doing what he does best, charming us in the red zone. We all know the Seahawks will play in the postseason, but where will they finish? Now, Seattle is currently the number one seed in the NFC, but could easily fall all the way down to fifth. While a showdown for the division looms large in Week 17 versus San Fran, the Hawks have to be real careful by not looking ahead when they take on those pesky Cardinals Sunday afternoon. 
Arizona snapped a six-game losing skid, putting up 38 points last week. The offense looked efficient, quick, and focused, while the defense had an interception and a sack. But it also gave up over 150 yards on the ground. Now, Arizona is ranked 25th against the run, something Seattle will look to take advantage of. Kenyon Drake scored four touchdowns and ran for 137 yards. As a team, the Cards racked up 226 on the ground and face a Seattle defense that has given up more than 300 yards in the past two weeks combined. But it's not just Drake the Hawks need to contain. Quarterback Kyler Murray ran for 56 yards versus the Browns and averages almost six yards per carry this season. The Seahawks have the number four offense in the NFL, averaging 387 yards a game and more than 26 points every week. But they've also given up 24 or more points seven times this season. Now, Chris Carson comes off another 100-yard game. When he hits the century mark, the Hawks are a perfect 6-0. The Seattle defense was deadly last week. Three interceptions, bringing their total of takeaways to 32, number three in the NFL. While the pass rush continues to struggle, just 24 sacks this season, they did take down Kyler Murray four times earlier this year. Murray has been sacked 46 times, the most in the NFL. The Seahawks are a 10-point favorite, but here's an interesting stat. The Cards have won four of the last six at CenturyLink Field. Three NFL games on this Saturday, all with playoff implications. 49ers and Rams from San Francisco. Rams still with a faint hope for the playoffs. They need to win their last two and have the Vikings lose their last two. Great start. Jared Goff, tough throw, crossbody to Brandon Cooks for the touchdown. 7-0 L.A. And then in the second, Todd Gurley to the outside, gets in for another touchdown. 14-3 Rams, but the 49ers come back. Debo Samuel, a receiver with the handoff there, and he will take it in for the touchdown, and the 49ers have tacked on some more. They are just at the half now, 24-21. 49ers lead it. Bills and Patriots from Foxborough. Patriots can clinch their 11th straight AFC East title with the win. First quarter, Tom Brady, nice touch pass here to Matt Lacoste for the touchdown. Brady's 539th career TD pass, tying him second all-time with Peyton Manning, just two behind Drew Brees, who, like Brady, is still an elite quarterback in his 40s. But Bills will tie it up late in the half. Great pass from the rookie Josh, or the young QB Josh Allen to Dawson Knox. He was actually down at the one, but they did punch it in for the TD, tied it at 10. And then in the third, Allen airs it out to John Brown, 53-yard touchdown. Bills lead it, 17-13. But in the fourth, Patriots regain the lead. Rex Burkhead will power his way in for the touchdown. That made it 24-17 New England. Josh Allen and the Bills got inside the Patriot 20. Had a chance to tie it, force overtime, but on fourth and goal, Allen's pass knocked away, and New England does it again. Their 11th straight AFC East title, 24-17. The Bills now 10-5, still be in the playoffs as a wild card team. And Tampa Bay and Houston, the Bucks out of the playoff hunt, but the Texans with the chance to clinch the AFC South with a win. A great start. Jameis Winston picked off here by Bradley Roby, a 27-yard pick six. Great start for Houston, up 7-0. Winston had a miserable start. Three interceptions in the opening 16 minutes. But he can also make big plays. Fires a laser here to Justin Watson for the 8-yard touchdown. Tied the game at 17 at the half. 
to the fourth, now tied at 20. Deshaun Watson with a big play on third down. Perfect delivery to DeAndre Carter for 39 yards, led to the go-ahead field goal. 23-20 Texans, but time for Winston and the Bucks to respond. But Winston is picked for the fourth time in the game. A terrific interception by Jaleel Aday, and the Texans are headed to the playoffs. They clinch the AFC South 23-20 over the Bucks as they go to 10-5. and Great. All right. Thanks, Barry. Here's a look at your snow report for tonight. Lots of fresh snow on the mountains. Whistler Blackhole with 11 new centimeters. 7 for Grouse, Cypress 4, and Sasquatch 50 new centimeters. 50 new centimeters for Manning Park, 27 for Revelstoke, 18 for Fernie. Kicking Horse, 45 new centimeters in a base of 130. 10 new centimeters for Big White, Silver Star 20, Sun Peaks 24, Apex 13. Mount Washington, 5 new centimeters, a base of 63. Whitewater, 49 new centimeters, and 15 new centimeters for Power King. Okay, we have an update on the breaking news we brought you earlier. Transit police have just told us the suspicious package incident that closed Waterfront Station has ended. Now, it's not clear exactly what was found on board a SkyTrain car that raised the alarm, but police have determined it is not a threat. And normal transit service is resuming. SkyTrain, Canada Line, and CBUS operations at Waterfront were halted for nearly two hours. Okay. Staff at the University of the Fraser Valley had some fun with students before the Christmas break. The school's communications director, Dave Pinton, took to the parking lot on Friday to pull off a holiday prank. Have a look. There's no parking here today. In this part? Right. At all? Right. Did you park there? No, no, not anywhere. Are you, are you a student here? Yeah. Yeah. And you got exams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you studying? Studying, yeah. Yeah, there's a no study parking zone here. Do you want to take a look and make sure you park correctly? What do you mean? Well, we just got to make sure you parked correctly. Where are the signs for this? I'm saying if I park by the library and yeah. I go into study, am I going to come out with a ticket in my car? No, I can give you it right now. Well, it's, it's actually a recent policy. <laughs> Could we make things better if instead of a ticket, we gave you a coffee card from <laughs> UFV? Oh, my God. Maybe if I gave you, like, a coffee card, would that help? <laughs> would that help? <laughs> you had me go in there. I'm like, Did what I? is going yeah. on? <laughs> oh, isn't that clever? It's a great prank. Yeah, it's, it's so sweet. stressful during the exams, and then right. to add to it. Now you know? they'll all get great marks because they're all, they're all relaxed. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Uh, help us relax. Weather a little less. Some breaks for tomorrow, much needed, especially for the interior, the snow, and some dry spots across Metro Vancouver. Have a great night. Jordan will be here at 11.